They're now admitting that the latte appeared in the episode was a mistake. They said Daenerys had ordered an herbal tea. Welcome to Set Meals. I'm Samuel Ashton. And I'm Taylor Fawcett. And just to fill you in, we started this podcast as an opportunity to justify our frankly excessive eating habits. Any chance we're going to get paid anytime soon? With a shared love of food delivery services. Deliveroo, we're still waiting on a brand deal. As well as a post three pint double cheeseburger. Beer and burger, we're still waiting on a brand deal. We are a match made in heaven. If heaven was a mid-range Chinese restaurant famed for its soup dumplings. Which it is. Really, this podcast, Set Meals, is a weekly voice note laden audio diary accompanying our many feasting follies, as well as being a completely unpompous but truly high quality audio production. It is premium content. Content! Say it loud, say it proud, dude. Yeah, this operation is peering along nicely. We're a month in. Our Instagram and Twitter are looking absolute fire. At Set Meals Podcast. And listeners seem to be enjoying themselves. No, really, is this going to make us any money at all? So, this week's show. Yes. We are getting into it with the usual split. News first, restaurant second. Why mess with a tried and tested formula? I've been thinking, what if we swap the two halves of the podcast around? We're making some money if we do that. So let's get it. News item number one, mm-hmm. incredibly topical. Big time. Food related. Mm-hmm. In, a, in a way. <laughs> in a way. Drink related. Yeah. Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. You don't watch it. A TV show everyone's talking about, but I refuse to watch. I've yeah. never wanted to watch that who, who for one second. It? But everybody watches it. Who watches it? Everybody. Watch it? I don't watch it. Jim, do you watch Please, Game of Thrones? We're not very good at our jobs here. I do, yeah. For the listeners okay, who well, have already seen the coffee cup. To me, it looks brown. It looks like one of the... Um, like wear, a chi- like yeah, yeah, like a veg wear, like brown a, ones, a re- recyclable one with yeah. a stamp on it. Yeah, I I'm actually not convinced it is a Starbucks. I cup, to be I I am convinced it's a Starbucks cup. This is interesting, and this is in the show because yes, it's a stretch that is food chat. Granted, me and you can't seem to agree on whether or not it was intentional or a genuine mistake. You think it I is do- paid for marketing? I do think it's paid for marketing. I think it's really sneaky, but. Fucking clever. So you think that Starbucks have gone to HBO and Game of Thrones and mm-hmm. said, we will pay X amount of money mm-hmm. for, for you to accidentally leave a cup out on the table mm-hmm. so that then someone will pick it up and it will go viral? No, not someone. Everyone. Everyone. But but it all comes from that yeah. one tweet, doesn't it? So one person of course, of course, yeah. films mm-hmm. that scene and says, oh, someone's left that. You know. mm-hmm. I watched the episode at like 10 a.m. on Monday. Comes out in the UK at 9 and as soon as I finished, I was on Twitter and I saw it. It was literally instant. Yeah, I, I, honestly. So you think it's it, they've actually paid for it? Yeah. I'm not convinced. But you also know how, well, how this is the many thing. layers from... of sign-off that scene has gone through to get to being aired. Wait, so that, that, that for me is the only thing that is convincing me that it, maybe it was intentionally paid. I honestly... But, but also, I, does Starbucks need to pay to market their coffee yeah but you could say that about everybody like do McDonald's need to even advertise anymore they're probably going to survive and do absolutely fine but they yeah. do right and they've got the money to do it. it's all relative also yeah. so I, I'm firmly in the camp of it's, it's paid for because in a show like that you can't get any sponsored ads in the show you can't mm. slip in a laptop or an, an iPhone or whatever you can't do that it's the biggest show on earth at the moment so my argument now is they must have had to pay so much money yeah. for Game of Thrones to make that mistake quotation marks that are they going to get that much revenue and coffee back from it well i was reading uh, an article on marketwatch.com and they um they were categorizing the sort of the value in the mistake um the they say that the pr value of of the 
bracket mistake is well over $1 million in word of mouth and how people are engaging with it, like with the clip and with the like the yeah. sharing of the content and all that sort of stuff. But because the, basically, like we've touched upon, the logo isn't clear and even the fact whether or not it's a Starbucks branded cup is clear, they put it quite low on the, the sort of product placement spectrum mm. because, because, what, but the because risk like, of- no, no one's using it. It's not clearly branded. Like basically the fact that it's not being interacted with or it's not lending itself to the storyline or anything like that is why it's quite low on the scale. The other side of the coin is the fact that it's the biggest show in the world. So. But the, what, what, the risk of, of paying all that money and then... Because this is what fascinates me about it. If, if you are right, if it is a real thing, like they've paid for it, A, the risk of someone on Twitter being like, oh, it's a Pret Cup, and then the whole thing becomes about Pret instead. If someone mistakes that initial logo... Mm-hmm. For a wrong logo, because yeah. it's not that obvious. It's not that overt, right? Secondly, was there someone from Starbucks on set making sure that the Starbucks cup looked Starbucksy enough, but wasn't? And if so, if you're like the actors and the like, the genuinely fucking yeah. artistic people on that set, you're gonna be pissed off. That is become bullshit. Yeah, and you're there trying to remember your your line, and then there's some agency people looking at the cup being like oh no we need to reshoot this because the cup isn't lit right but honestly like maybe that's just the way it goes like in terms of how how stuff gets commissioned and how people get paid to do stuff because in a world where sharing stuff on social and 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 like viral clips and stuff gets shared more than the actual act itself we were talking about the the man city match last night about how the guy the the clip we've all seen the most it wasn't the goal necessarily it was the fact that the the guy guy leaving the stadium so it's like highlighting those moments and how do you like layer it and make those moments more talked about than the actual show itself and the actual real, you know, in, again, in quotes, sh- real show moments. It's so good. I Honestly, so does that I, mean- I kind of love the idea of it being paid for. I love it. I think it's so, it's so intriguing and oh, it's so it's sneaky. Just, it's just the death of art though, isn't it? If the actual episode of the series and the drama isn't sacred, then what's left? I, yeah, I know. I understand what you're saying. I, I don't agree. I would love it to be. I'd love it to come out that it was paid for. I would love it. Do you it. think they'll I, ever admit it? Probably not. And I, but I also love the idea of it being like the last series and, then, and the, the producer's just thinking, sod it. Yeah. Let's just cash in. All right, news item two is uh, I went to a taco night uh, to celebrate the launch of a zine called Triple Cooked, yes. which is made by two gentlemen called Will Ackman and Joel Philpot Hyde. They're two gents, two lovely gentlemen who make a food magazine in their spare time. I contributed some words and photography to the issue and uh, my girlfriend and I went down to celebrate the launch. Very enjoyable. Mm. So Will, who um, kind of puts it all together and like edits it and all that sort of stuff, he uh, he's a king cook. He knows his way around a cook- kitchen, big time. But and he's not a professional. No, chef. no, no. He's, he's like he works in law, so he's very like it's his passion more than anything. And they were having like an LA taco party just off like Caledonian Road uh, in North London, and um, just it, like just like LA, just like LA in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, so we went down. Like it was a super nice night, and it was like in this old it's like a prep kitchen for like a hot dog brand right. originally I think a couple of sofas outside they'd set up like um, like a little just like a cooking area a mini, mini kitchen basically and they had like tequila and beers and all sorts basically going on so Will had texted me early that day giving me the run through of the of the menu mm-hmm. and I had mm-hmm. an inkling Will was a really good chef because he he, he 
he's fucking into it. Like he knows his food real well. Like this is the boy who went to Italy for a good few weeks on his own and just literally like wandered around and ate and just like talked to people about food and wine and just like big vibe dream that, oh, mate honestly he texts me the menu items ahead of time that day right barbacoa beef cheek with pickled jalapenos pork belly mochilla apple salsa oro enoki mushrooms pablano pepper acciotti salsa verde and queso oaxaca courgette flowers honey and wild garlic i'm not lying we turned up and they were like pressing their tortillas made their own oh yeah <laughs> blue tortillas will in the kitchen a few of his mates just like prepping and getting everything sorted. There was like 30 people there probably when the night was in full flow and they were churning out tacos. It was such a good vibe. It actually made me think, it made me think we should do a summer party and get oh. Will to cook for one. Yeah, but also like when I, when I go to anything like that and I see people who've just roped in their mates to like prep food, all I want to do is be in the kitchen. Yeah. Just have, like just chopping limes. Yeah, I'm like honestly, I chop limes. I'll I'm be like, the lamb guy. Yeah, like we, it was funny because like I'd been obviously talking to Will that that morning as I've mentioned, and uh, he was like, like obviously he was like running around like trying to get mm. shit sorted, and we turned up and like gave he had like his gloves on and he was like in full prep mode, and uh, we literally like bumped knuckles and that's all that's all we did. Mm-hmm. All, I didn't see him all night. He was like in full like cook mode, but they also did. Like frito pies, which are kind of like tortilla chips mm. in a in still in packet, cut across the across the sort of side, so tipped on its side. Yeah, cut the top off, and then you sling like salsa and avocado and like lime and cheese and all that sort of stuff in there. And it's sort of like you have the the, the, the vessel yeah. already there for you. So that was like the the starter. It's just like stuff like that. Mm. That's obviously lent from that. LA like American influence of Mexican food or whatever. It was great. It was good. So if it, you should check out uh, Triple Cooked, they are at Triple Cooked on Instagram. And uh, if you want to go and pick up uh, issue four of Triple Cooked, you should head to triplecooked.com. Uh, and it's it's available in all good magazine shops. Also, item three of news, mm-hmm. which is a new one. We normally only We're, do two. We are cooking with the news yes. today. Uh, on the total opposite end of the spectrum to your curated taco night. Uh, I was back in my university town of Leeds this weekend celebrating a mate's birthday. I saw a video of you on a table at one point. I was on a table surrounded by 19-year-olds and I was easily the most immature person in there. (laughs) It was honestly, it was hideous, but it was really, really fun. So we did a thing called the Otley Run, which is basically a uh, pub crawl that goes from the sort of northwest of Leeds. There's a little sort of town, sub Suburb called Headingley, right? Which is where all the students I've been live. To Headingley. Yeah, where all the students live, and then just on the outskirts of that, there's a particular pub, and basically you just work your way down through all these certain pubs. There's loads of different variations Such a of the route. Yeah, awesome. it's so yeah, exactly. Um, but like, really good time. Everyone's in fancy dress. Everyone's having a good like, it, you know. Yeah, lots of boisterous. I mean, you around. You sent me a couple of your fancy dresses. Unreal. I killed it. You killed it. It was so good. I can still feel the fake teeth in my mouth <laughs> now. So good. It was golden. Um, we went about halfway down the Otley Run. We ate at this uh, Leeds student institution right. called Mahmoud's. Okay. Which is basically... Um, what's, Mahmoud, what's Mahmoud selling? So it's burgers. So they're, they're most famous for their burger called The Big Dripper. Jesus, that's fucking terrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, which I've actually never had a big dripper. Go on. I, funnily, so the big dripper. It, it's one of those places where, like, 
even if you speak to people that went to uni like five, 10 years before me, they seem to know what my moods is. Right. Um, and I actually only ever ate there once when we were at uni. Uh, there were a lot of other establishments that I preferred, like, like Homer Chicken. Shout out for you, Homer Chicken. It's actually like your, your love for fried chicken hasn't been a recent revelation. No, no, no. Oh, lifelong. So we ate in this Mahmood's place, which is about, I think you do about 10 pubs. So you're like, I mean, you're 10 pints deep, basically, at this point. Grim. And you've been, it's, it, we started like two in the afternoon, so it's not like, you know, it's, it's day still, drinking, it's still, but it's still, still 10 pints. And also, like, I mean, you, it's, you're, you're well out of it. Basically. Oh yeah, big time. Big and we're, time. we ate in this Mahmood's place and like anyone who's been to lose uni will know it's right by the uni. Everyone knows it. And when you're 25, even when you're really pissed and you sit in there and you, and you think, this ah. is pathetic. This is pathetic. <laughs> Just on the food related things, so we were sat there eating in Mahmood's and it got me sort of drunkenly thinking about um, how I survived as a student on some of the food we used to eat. Hang on, whoa, 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 backtrack. What were you having in Mahmood's? What were, you, what were you eating in moods? I had six chicken wings. Again, on brand, force it. And chips. And, and then... A, wait, 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 wait. A Fanta. Oh, orange Tango. Orange <laughs> yeah, Tango. I knew it was going to be some orange drink. Um, and Ness had uh, pizza. The reason I know how dense this pizza was is because there was a bit of an incident in my moods which involved a slice of pizza being thrown at my friend. But the, the noise that it made when it hit the tiled wall behind my friend... <laughs> Exactly, exactly that. <laughs> uh, it was heavy, like it was. A, it was a one regular sized slice of pizza, mm-hmm. and it and it made a. It's not a small place, this Mamu's place, and it filled the room. The sound filled the room, but it did get me thinking about just a couple of things that I used to eat at uni that I thought were worth mentioning, even though they made me look like a, just a terrible human being. Well, that's made me look like a terrible human being anyway. So. Yeah, there was a period, probably about three weeks into uni, where I basically spent all my money, and they gave out from. Loads of free bottles of that French's mustard, right? At the what a like neat, freshers what a, fair. What an odd branding exercise. I know. I know. Is. There was one point where I reckon for three days solid, all I ate was sticks of celery, mm-hmm. just with French's mustard, just like squeezed Jeez, down the middle. That's fucking gross. That's gross. And then the darkest point was when uh, I ran out of celery sticks, and then I was just like really hungover, just squeezing French's mustard onto my finger. <laughs> I had a mate, I'm not, I, won't, I, won't, I won't name and shame, and I'm pretty sure he ate chicken goujons every single day of our uni experience. Uh, to be fair, I lived on Old El Paso Fita Kits and I, was, I thought I was like Jamie Oliver. I never want to go back to being a student, eh? No. We are going to Roti King. Um... Where is it? The question is, are we going to have to queue for over 20 minutes? Possible? I hear, I hear, I hear about queues at this place, but it is a tu- if, if there's ever going to be a time not to queue, it's a Tuesday afternoon. Yeah, for after sure. After a bank holiday weekend as well. All right, the restaurant section this week. Ristorante. We're in Euston. We are at Roti King. I've never been to Roti King. I've heard a lot about it through various uh, online media outlets and word of mouth chat galore. You've been before, but drunk, so it doesn't really count. Yes, I went just before getting on a train to Edinburgh for a stag do. I -hmm. remember that it was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Recommended to me by my friend Will. Ah, Will, shout out Will, whoever you are. Under that scaffolding, there is a neon open sign. I like it. It's like the seat. And there's no queue. To say it's nondescript is a... Understatement. They wouldn't, they wouldn't see this until... Yeah. It's 
He's busy. Tuesday afternoon, mm-hmm. uh, central London. Mm-hmm. Um, it is lunchtime, painting the picture. Yeah, We've just got off the tube um, and uh, quite busy. I was actually, I got off the tube and I thought, have we completely misjudged how busy it's going to be at Roti King? It was a little disorientating actually because I don't often go into London at that time of day, into central London. Yeah, same. I got in and I was like, whoa, there's loads of people. Yeah, you have to avoid that shit at all costs, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we kind of got out of the station and, and turned the corner and uh, to say it was a very nondescript uh, external fascia of the restaurant would be uh, an understatement. Yeah. Scaffolding, wrapping the building. Yeah. It, it just looked like a building that was going to be knocked down. You you could list all the uses of that building and on the bottom of the list would be restaurant. We approached, there's like a little stairwell into the restaurant and then you walk in into an oasis of, that is Roti King. An oasis of vibe. Big vibe. It, it, yeah. That's Huge the, that's vibe. the best way to describe it. Uh, the first thing I think we said to each other, aside from calling the waiter and asking for a table, we sort of we agreed wholeheartedly that it felt like you were in Asia because it felt like somewhere that you walk past in Japan and you kind of take a glance to your left and you see like the little windows and there's like a lot of buzz happening in this tiny little restaurant space. It feels like that. It feels, it like, feels very like somewhere the locals know. For sure. That not a lot of other people know about. Big time. Tiny restaurant. Yeah, we had to wait back up. He, he sent us back outside to wait. Yeah, because it was absolutely zero space to stand inside. Mm. <laughs> Um, there's a dude making the roti as you walk in on the left. Like he's he's using that. He's got like the stainless steel top, and he's like got his hands greased up, and he's like sort of like batting the roti on the thing, getting some air into it, loosening it up. He is the roti king. I he believe. is the roti. He's easy roti I, king. I think so. I don't know if it is actually the roti king, but okay for the purposes of my imagination and my mm-hmm. satisfaction. It's the Roti King. It's the Roti King, big time. It was full of... It was a mix of um, tourists. Yep. People who live in London and are just doing their thing. Workers on their lunch break. Little or less. Sat in the mm. corner. Um, it smelled unreal on walking in. And it was very... Um, it just felt very homely, although it was a lot of people in there. It wasn't kind of like on top of you. It felt like quite a yeah. na- nice atmosphere. Yeah. It was like quite... Two laminated menus on the table. I love a laminated menu, man. And we sit down, and then we didn't wait long, did we, until she came and took our order. order. Guided us through the menu. I think we ordered quite well. We were, we obviously ordered more than we needed because, you know, the pod for the content. Um, so it was more of a tasting, a little bit of everything, more than let's actually eat you know, one thing each or whatever. Yeah. Picky plates is the vibe. So, yeah, but the plates are massive, so it's not really big. No, it, we, we completely overshot the mark, basically. Mm-hmm. So we ordered. I think the classic is just the roti panel, which, which is this, basically. Just a little bowl of dal and the roti. Okay. Which is unreal. Yeah. Uh, roti canai, which is this sort of household dal and roti dish. Which is like their staple, right? Yeah, two plain roti and a small sort of singular bowl of lentil dal. Carry laxa. <laughs> Spinach cheese roti. That cheese roti looks absolutely vile, but so good. Morning glory and shrimp sauce. 
Which that's the one that you just ordered off the picture. There's a picture on the menu. Isn't there? Some of that. Yeah, I like to. That's the way I like to order my greens. Yeah, just point at the picture, baby. You How order... many restaurants do you eat in that have pictures on the menu? Not any that they serve green stuff as well. Mm. <laughs> I ordered a hot Milo. That is Southeast Asia, in my opinion, all day long. Little carton of Milo from 7 Eleven in Bangkok. Big time! Until everything came and everything was spicy. And, I thought, and everything oh, was hot liquid. It was fucking Soup. hot. Really hot. Dull. Yeah, I mean, and it was warm in there, so I've completely, I've, I've gone off piece. Yeah, yeah. So two roti chanais, uh, one roti spinach and cheese, one in curry laksa, one kampu blach and the vegetables. Yeah. Uh, one hot milo, one diet coke. Yeah. Thank you so much. Let's start from curry laksa. Thoughts? Okay, so that came first. Mm-hmm. Big old bowl of soup. Big old. At that point, I was like, we've ordered too much. <laughs> yeah. And that was only the first one to get put yeah. down. I mean, it was so good, wasn't it? It, it was it was um, it was an a weird one because I didn't when you you ordered it I didn't even really look what was in it mm-hmm. and then there were, it had these two sort of floating balls in the top at first glance it looked like eggs and I was like no they're not eggs and I assumed they were going to be sort of doughy balls almost like roti balls mm-hmm. uh, but there was shrimp mm-hmm. it was shrimp or something well it was a chicken seafood like noodle soup yeah basically so I I assumed they were like shrimp balls. Mm. All like an amalgamation of various seafood balls. They were quite unusual, but they were really good. They were good. And they weren't too fishy. No. They weren't too seafoody. No. Um, noodles were really good. Mm-hmm. Like kind of like a thick egg noodle. Yeah. The, I mean, the soup generally was... It was sort of creamy. It was, it was almost... It was uh, coconutty. It was coconutty. It was a really good ratio of like coconut and spice. Mm. The spice left a bit of a kick back of your tongue as well. But kind of like, but not an unbearable. No, amount. no, no, not at all. It, I mean, it's the amount that would still linger post sip of hot Milo. Unfortunately, yeah, that's uh, your mistake. It is. Um, but it, that dish was my favorite dish. Yeah, it was, it was good. I liked how it, sort of in the oil. You know how on a bowl of ramen the oil sits on the top and it sort Very of speckles. Satisfying. Yeah, and you know it's really bad, but it's also really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All um, right. Roti can I? We've gone over that. Sort of a fairly liquidy dal, yeah. Or at least sort of separate. So the top half is quite liquidy. Really good for mopping up the roti. I mean, you said the laksa was your favourite. The, I mean, I think I mentioned it when we were in there. The I actually experienced emotions when I had my first bite of roti. Look at that! Look at that! It was that good. Yeah, the roti is like, like you said, it taste the initial taste and feel. I guess it's kind of like a pancake, yeah, like a, like a crepe almost. Yeah. Oh, it was so good! Yeah, it is. It is good. It is good. It's like that comfort food feeling, warm. It's, I mean, we're going to carry on talking about, it, but the thing about this restaurant is, I'm almost like, genuinely, some of it I can't even explain how good it was in words. I'm, people just need to go. Mm. <laughs> people just need to go mm. because it's so unexpected as well. You walk in there, and it's like it's, it's so just, it low just key. Looks a bit. No, not even look shit, because some restaurants look shit. Yeah. The atmosphere in here feels so authentic. I genuinely just thought, is that ice going to be okay? It doesn't look shit. It, it looks normal. No, it's, yeah, but it, uh, the food was exquisite. Really, really good. The spinach cheese roti, which is 
basically like a roti stuffed with spinach and cheese. Obviously, yeah, that's all there is. To that's it. all it is. Is filthy, but it in a, in the greatest way possible. I thought when I bit into the first the plain roti, the only thing that would make this better is if you filled it with cheese. And then they did. <laughs> and then they brought it, and it is. I mean, it is disgusting. For me, the only way of that getting a little bit better was was some sort of like like sriracha situation mm. they could have brought over. Yeah, it was sickly, wasn't it? I could need much more uh, of half of one of those between us. Some places would like scrimp on the cheese. Mm-hmm. It was so full of cheese. There was so much cheese in it. Oozing. Yeah, really oozing. Oh, it was so good. And that dipping it in the oh, dark. We've got one in the office now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm going to eat it like as soon as we finish this record. <laughs> the perfect balance. I mean, lunchtime, ordering that much food, danger, yeah. straight off the mark. Yeah. But that is a nice place to go with pals on a night, have a couple of beers, and just like, just like, eat into the night and yeah. just kind of like hang yeah, out yeah, and just get lost a little bit very good for me it, what I liked about it is that it was quite um, it was really busy and obviously there were I mean even just after we sat down there was a little bit of a queue outside but I didn't feel rushed they weren't trying to rush us out of there no the service was really good yeah the, ser- the, the lady really the lady good. who served us was really good she recommended a couple of things <laughs> It's cheap as well. It's so cheap. Mate, it's, it's insanely cheap. It's like five, $5.50, $3.50. I mean, price point, everything is pretty cheap. Yeah. Um, I'm talking like sub... There wasn't that menu item less uh, more than eight fifty, right? No. I think the highest thing was actually seven fifty. Yeah. Which was... And you don't really need more than one thing. Like, you could, you would easily pay for yourself in there for seven quid. You could have a plate of... The Morning Glory and a Rotti Can I, and you'd be more than more than full. Yeah, and it'd be yeah six seven quid. Yeah, it's funny, you know. Last week when we spoke about Shepherdess, we got onto the subject of like tangents and thinking about other stuff, and it's the total opposite of that. You get in there, like all we've done is just describe the food, but mm-hmm. that's all I felt when we were in there. Yeah, is you get in there, you tuck in, you basically talk about how great the food tastes, and then you leave. Yeah, there's there's no more to it than that. Mm-hmm. But as an experience, that is is. Very satisfying. I had a thoroughly good time. I'm definitely going to go back. Yeah, 100%. And I, I feel like I could take my girlfriend there, my mum there. I, I could have a meeting there. Yeah. It also feels like a, a place with an actual personality as opposed to a lot of places that are homogenised and, and have been stripped back of personality or yeah. for whatever reason. Or it, There's no pretense. It's great. No. Everyone was super friendly. It was brilliant service. The food was spectacular. Hey, look, not a bad word to say. No, it was me either. Honestly, brilliant. If you haven't been and you live in London and you're visit, the other thing is because it's so close to Euston. Even if you're visiting London, mm-hmm. make the extra hour to go there before you train. Yeah. Or if you live in London and you want to take someone somewhere that makes you seem like you just know like the spot, mm-hmm. that's the place to take them because it's not somewhere obvious in quotation marks. My honourable mention, just to before you wrap it up, mm-hmm. is that they, uh, I when we were looking before we went out on the way, I was just having a look at. Google and they had a Guardian article about it uh, from 2014 mm-hmm. when it first kind of started to build a bit of a reputation bit. and they have that Guardian article printed and laminated on the back of the menu which is crazy. The, the PNG they've used of the Guardian logo is absolutely terrible oh, as well. so bad which is a great sign of a good restaurant yeah. because a shit menu people is often too busy cooking great food that's it honestly to that's design it. their own menu your first time there oh yeah really good yeah, we loved it. Have you searched on the internet or? Uh, I just heard about it from some friends. Good reputation. Yeah. Can I get a receipt as well, please? 
Thank you. All right, episode four in the bag. Indeed. Um, ne- you're travelling next week? I am, yeah. That's not going to stop the content, though, is it, Sam? No, the content never stops rolling, Taylor. Big edit job, though. Yes. So I hope you all appreciate the high production quality that is being offered on this podcast. From a hotel room in Marseille somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, keep an eye on our Instagram and Twitter, at Set Meals Podcast. Not Facebook. No, don't need it. No. Um, visual cues and more info on restaurants and places we're going and visiting and eating on there. Cool. Wicked. See you next week. See ya.